Are you ready to uncover hindrances blocking your dreams? Welcome to Reveal the Diamond Within podcast. I'm your host, author and national pageant winner, Joanna Harabedian. Through thought-provoking interviews, inspiring stories and teachings, we help you shine in the four pillars of strength for emotional, spiritual, physical, and financial breakthrough. It's time to step into your God-given greatness. It's your time to shine. Welcome to Reveal the Diamond Within. I'm Joanna Harabedian, and this is part two of two of the series that we just have been doing with Dr. Scott Bitcom. So if you haven't seen part one yet, I highly encourage you to go check it out. It's called Introduction to Inner Healing. And we talked about what is inner healing? How does that work with your heart, mind, body, soul? And today we're going to talk about, we're going to do the introduction to deliverance. And I'm so excited to have Dr. Scott back with us today. He's amazing. The work that he's doing in inner healing, he's helped thousands and thousands of people, including pastors and people of all walks of life, get healed, integrated, delivered. And so without further ado, Dr. Scott, welcome back to Reveal the Diamond Within. Uh, for those of uh, our listeners who didn't hear the first one, why don't you just share a bit about your background and then share the context of, of how this all came about? Um. I'm a 66-year-old married grandfather, um, a businessman. I've been in this ministry now for 23 years. I was an associate pastor at a church that just specialized in inner healing and deliverance. Uh, I've just I've trained 75,000 people around the world and done 13,000 deliverances. So got a lot of wow. experience here. A lot of experience. Um, Joanna thought it might be a good idea to share sort of how this all came about. Um, uh, a very re world-renowned pastor moved down to Phoenix. That's where I live. I had 35 years of experience working with the, the demons. He opened a church that just specialized in inner healing and deliverance. Um, there were only two of us that started out with him, and the guy was, but he was so busy, he didn't have any time to train us. But he would have a service, and I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people would come. At the end of the service, he'd ask them anybody that wanted a prayer to uh, to come on up, and it was just me and one other guy. And so we'd have a hundred people lined up for prayer. And it was like our second day. And wow. All you told us is uh, just command everything to come out in the name of Jesus. And uh, I mean, that, so that's what we did. I mean, I had no, no training whatsoever. No, but I, but I ran into a problem. And uh, if you do this with enough people, command stuff to leave in Jesus name, you're going to get a talkative demon at some point. Right. And he's going to come up and say, no, I'm not leaving. And, I had no idea what to do. So, you know, I, I run into the pastor the next day and I said, hey, you know, some of these demons are saying no and they won't go. They really won't go. And, and I asked him what's going on. He said, well, I think it has something to do with wounds. So mm. I went to the Bible and I found Isaiah 61, 1, where he says, preach the gospel, heal the brokenhearted mm -hmm. and set the captives free. That must go together. So I read a bunch of trauma books all about trauma. I studied counselors techniques. I, I studied other ministries. I found one ministry that had something that, that it was just a couple of seconds worth in there that, that really worked, seemed to work well. And I, and I, I got to, uh, there were so many people coming through the ministry. I could do a hundred people in a week and try a specific technique. And mm -hmm. find out, okay, wow. Find out that doesn't work and just broom it and then do yeah. another hundred the next week. So uh, I would, I would get some wounds healed, I thought, and they cast out the demons. Maybe they threw up or gagged or whatever. And I thought, mm -hmm. okay, are they really gone? 
Right. And, uh, so I'd run into a problem. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell whether they were really gone. So I prayed and I asked God, how can I test what I'm doing here? How can mm -hmm. I check my work? And the very next morning, I woke up with Luke 11, 20. And the Lord uh, had kind of shown me where Jesus was being um, accused of casting out Satan by Satan. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. If I cast out Satan by the finger of God, you'll know that the kingdom has come upon you. So I, next time I got done doing a wound, what I thought was healed uh, and ca cast the demon out, I said, Lord, make my fingers the finger of God. And mm -hmm. I searched this person by the finger of God and it was gone. Uh, and then I tried one where I did a wound that I knew I didn't get healed. Uh-huh. Demon out, and I searched by the finger of God, and the demon came right up. So I wow, that's fascinating. My work by experimenting, I could I could really find out what works and what doesn't work. But then I ran into a problem again. Um, I could the only time I could get a wound healed was if I could trigger it all the way down at the root. I mean, really get down there. Because uh, mm -hmm. the Lord is faithful. He's closest to the brokenhearted. And he came every single time I got people down there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but the demons would interfere. Every time they got down there, the demons would interfere. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when in the, in the last session, we talked about using the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Because the pastor said, use the word of God, the sword right. of the spirit. And mm -hmm. so you could divide soul and spirit, but you're not dividing the person's soul and spirit. You're dividing the demonic spirits off the hurt part of the soul. And so now I could calmly work with the wounds and get them healed and make the demons go and check and make sure they're really gone. But then I, of course, ran into another problem. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was, after trying hundreds of ways to trigger people and get all the way down there, some, sometimes it would take an hour, hour and a half, two hours to get all the way down there to the, to the wounds. And I prayed, God, how can I trigger these people better? And the very right. next morning I got let them trigger themselves by using the age and the detail of the trauma. And they've been telling me all the time, they've been telling me about their traumas, how old they were and what kind of what happened. And when okay. I started doing that, boom, they triggered right away and you could work with them very quickly within like a minute. Oh, wow. So it sped everything up. So it worked. Mm -hmm. So kind of how we got to this point. That's amazing. What an amazing story. I mean, to think of it, just to kind of recap, you started out, the guy said, oh, yeah, just command things to come out in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And you're thrown in the deep end. Yep. And these some of these demons are coming out. And I've experienced that as well. Yep. And um, so you're like, what, what, what's going on? I prayed in the name of Jesus. Why is it this, you know, coming out? What's happening? Yep. And so to this journey that you went on on healing and, and how to fine tune this and the and the fruit speaks for itself. I mean, 13,000 people, 1,500 pastors have been delivered. And, and the, the other thing that I love that we talked about in the other show was that, you know, you have a, you have a training platform where you train people how to heal themselves, how to have the tools, because we got to have a tool. That's our weapon of warfare. And to use that tool to get ourselves delivered, and then we can help other people del get delivered. You know, why don't you share really quick uh, your two websites? Um, at this juncture deliverancetraining.net and then innerhealing and deliverance.org and the .org has the has the videos for free just go to the uh, warfare training drop down and there's they're free there yeah okay okay so so let's continue um so uh, why don't we talk a little bit about 
So what, what are demons, you know, where do they come from and how, how do they attach to people? How does that work? Well, first of all, they're not ghosts and they're not, they're not your dead. They're not Casper, the friendly ghost. They're fallen angels. They're destined for the lake of fire. Satan's their boss. A third of them fell uh, when, when Satan decided to make himself like the most high. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, There's not a redeeming quality in them. They're absolutely pure evil. Uh, They all have a name, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean what they do. Uh, They all do have a function. So their name almost doesn't matter. They can call themselves whatever they want. Right. Function. What do they do to this person? Mm -hmm. Um, As a minister... You don't have to worry about being hurt. People talk about, oh, they'll jump off of, the, off of that person into you if you cast them out. No, it doesn't work like that. Uh, they have to have a legal right to enter you. Uh, and you ministering to somebody is not a legal right. So and Luke 10, 19 says that we're given all authority over the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt us. You don't have to worry about them hurting you. You know, let's pause right there. I think this is really important for the body of Christ to understand because I remember when I was going through my own personal inner healing journey and deliverance of demons, I remember I went to this Bible study one time and the Bible study leader said, oh, you can't come in because you have devils and they're going to jump on everybody. And I'm like, what? And so I was so wounded from that, because I was rejected, then they're telling me I have devils that are going to jump on everybody if I sh- if I walk in the door. So I'd like you to sit, you know, repeat this one more time because if uh, now if a pastor is praying for someone and let's say he's got an opening, let's say he's in secret pornography, right. that's a different story, right? Well, here's what happens: nothing can just jump off of somebody into you. Actually, you yeah. if you if you have sex with them, because you become one flesh. But right. if you're ministering to somebody, even laying hands upon, they can't jump off onto you. They have to have a legal right to do that. Mm-hmm. And, but if you're casting something out of somebody, let's say uh, you've you've got a wound healed that holds rejection, and you command the spirit of rejection to come out of somebody, and mm-hmm. right when you do that, all of a sudden you feel like, oh, I just I just felt something in me. Mm-hmm. That isn't the demon jumping off of them into you. It means the demon of rejection that you have mm. got fired up. And, he, and the only reason he's there is because there's a wound that he's mm. So he got irritated when you did that. So when you leave, you go handle that for yourself. They right. expose themselves. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's pretty good right there. It's a trigger for ourselves. If we get triggered on inside uh, by something like this, then it's like, okay, we need to do self-reflection and prayer and say, okay, Lord, what in me now needs to be healed because this just got revealed instead of blaming the other person that it's their fault that something jumped on you. Yep. The That's really would good. love to make you think, oh no, if I do deliverance, they're going to jump off onto me and stop. Mm-hmm. Right. Because then the person doesn't get the healing and you're walking in fear. So now you've added fear on top of that, which God says he's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love and sound mind. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Now, so let's talk about a little bit. So what are some of the ways um, that they can enter in? Like, what are the, some of the open doors? Um, I know there's different traumas that we could talk about. And what are some uh, open doors that allow them legal right? to to harass us well the entry point is is always one word it's sin but there's mm-hmm. three kinds of sin there's generational sin the sins of the father visit upon the third and fourth generation that really means perpetually all the way back so you can mm-hmm. get generational demons um, 
you can get uh, so three ways that generational you can get demons from uh, um, sin perpetrated against you mm-hmm. you get beaten you get raped you get you know right. you get traumatized that's a sin and in they come on that trauma mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. of course volitional sin voluntary sin mm-hmm. so it's only sin that allows them in there right okay so that's the open door yeah and there's that two basic them, kinds right. of demons generational demons and the demons that you get during your life Right. Now, how do you deal with generational demons? Well, the generational demons get there by, by the generational wounds, generational mm-hmm. dissociation. They, they have a legal right in that, in that, and they come in the instant you are conceived. Mm, so you get okay. all your ancestors stuff, but you would never know you have that stuff until, uh, say, it's a, a demon of terror. Mm-hmm. Generational terrors come down. You wouldn't even know you have it, and, but that demon is going to run you into somebody who has a demon of terror who is going to terrorize you enough to cause a wound. And now that demon's got something to torment. Oh, interesting. We you know it's interesting in my family line. Um, I might have, I have Scandinavian descent and often in that culture, um, from my experience as a Scandinavian, that there's a real spirit of fear and man pleasing. And that has in my family line on my it's been passed down generation to generation. And so that is a major thing I've had to walk through myself personally is being delivered of this fear. I used to be so afraid that if I thought someone was going to ask me to pray for them, I would run and hide in the bathroom. That's <laughs> I was the biggest scaredy cat of them all, you know, but God has delivered me. So, yeah. So let's let's touch on that um, a little bit more in terms legal, of legal rights. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yep. OK, well, a legal right can be, of course, the sin that allowed it to enter. Somebody mm-hmm. gets, so a husband betrays his wife and mm-hmm. uh, just crushes her, just breaks her heart. Well, that that sin allows the demon of betrayal and a whole bunch of other demons on top of it. So that's a legal right. The legal right can come from emotions or actions resulting from the original sin. So the, uh, the victim, she's uh, betrayed, her heart's broken, and what does she do? She starts popping pills and drinking real hard and just gets addicted to the pills. Well, instantly a spirit of addiction comes in. Mm-hmm. So it's an action that happened after the original trauma. Right. Uh, um, or it's, it's multiple traumas, the same kind of trauma. You got maybe a, an uncle that lives with a family and he's touching one of the girls. And mm-hmm. at the beginning, maybe it's shame because and, and she's five years old, but he's there every day and every night. And finally, she's 16 years old and he comes into a room and it's full-blown rage now. The wounded, mm-hmm. and it's rage. You're never going to touch me. I'll kill you. So boom, mm-hmm. in comes a spirit of rage. And so those are additional mm-hmm. ones that come in from additional trauma on the same. Right. Room. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, So the emotion that the wound holds is is a legal right for the demon to stay. Things that don't, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Things that don't rise to a legal right. You're going to get demons that just will say, well, I've been here a long time. I don't have to go. That's not a legal right. Or I'm not doing anything. So I ran into a, never mind, I'm not going to tell that one. Uh, Some demons are just sitting there. They're not doing anything. That's not a legal right to be there. He or she needs me. When you encounter that, how, how do you, how do you address that as a, as a deliverance pastor? How, how do you okay. pass them out? Well, if they don't have a legal right to be there in a wound or, or, or the person wanting the demon, a lot of people like their stuff, then you True. can just command it to go in Jesus name. Uh, yep. Some people think they need the demon. 
some people like their stuff. Uh, I had one woman who uh, um, she didn't have it. She didn't have a man, and she would go out at night. But she had a spirit of seduction, mm-hmm. and she would go out at night, and no men would would approach her in the in these bars. And uh, she could will this spirit of seduction up. She knew it was there. She could just will it to come up. Wow. She liked this thing. And she'd have two or three guys coming at her. And, uh, you know, at some point I asked her, the demon said, she needs me. She wants me. And I said, no, she doesn't. And, and uh, the demon said, yeah, she wants me. And I asked her if she did. And she told me, yeah, I, I want this thing. And I wow. said, well, how, how are the men that you're getting? And she said, oh, they're terrible. But if I didn't have them, I wouldn't have anybody. So God won't cross your will. Mm-hmm. And she was believing the lie that she wouldn't have anybody. Right. And that really boils about down to identity. If she knew who she was as a daughter of the king, she knew that she was a diamond inside. She wouldn't, she wouldn't want that demon because she would, her, the beauty within her would attract the right man because she would be the person she would need to be that God's called her to be. Exactly. And she would have a very different experience, but instead she settled for, you know, these guys who were terrible in her own words. And as you get deliverance, you're, you're going to attract a different person. Yep. Um, I ministered to a, a supermodel from years back and uh, she, every guy that she dated beat her up. Wow. And she had a, a spirit. Uh, she had been wounded by be, getting beat up. She had, and uh, uh, so she had a demon of physical abuse. Yeah. And I told her, once we get that all healed up, you're going to attract a different man. And uh, I saw her uh, six, seven years later. And I asked her, hey, has your dating life changed? She said, oh, my gosh, yes. I haven't been hit since we got rid of that wound and the demon of physical abuse. You, you, you don't attract a man that has a spirit of physical abuse who beats you up. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. I could speak from personal experience. My first <laughs> husband, you know, I, I was not healed at that time. I knew the Lord, but I was did not have the inner healing. And I attracted a man who, you know, I went through hell for, for two and a half years and God helped me escape that marriage. And so that was the beginning of my personal journey to transformation. And, um, you know, and now I'm working on my book, Seven Mistakes Women Make That Repel Good Men. Well, every mistake I made, that repelled the good ones is here's what not to do. And so then, you know, when I had my healing, I then attracted, like you said, an incredible man, like my husband, David Herobedian, who was phenomenal. And, but had I not done the inner work on myself and to do that, he would never have been attracted to me and vice versa. He did inner healing work on himself for a long time. Amen. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. That's how it works for sure. Well, let's, uh, why don't we talk about what are one to three um, practical things, applications or words of wisdom, whatever you'd like to share for our listener right now. Triggers and memories and demonic thoughts plus physical ailments are a pretty good indication that you've, you've got demons um, and wounds, of course. Um, mm-hmm. So why don't you share a little bit about uh, what these physical characteristics are for oh. those that are just tuning in? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, every time we get hurt, a demon comes in, but he acts as kind of a gatekeeper. It, let's say it's a fear wound. So a spirit of fear comes in, but he lets in a bunch of other fear type demons, fear and terror and panic, anxiety, worry and stress. But, but so there's a multiple of demons on that wound, but also he brings in a spirit of infirmity, a spirit of sickness, and it could be anything from heart attack to 
you know, high blood pressure to allergies to peanut butter. I mean, it could be mm-hmm. anything. Right. So many, many times you'll see people that are, that are, are uh, really, really sick all the time. They've been hurt a lot and they got a bunch of demons and demons are causing the problem. And so when you get the wounds healed and the demons gone, many times you see a spectacular healing. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just a good, good indication. Yeah. Um, anytime you see tears, you, you see people uh, like on some of the YouTube videos, they're rolling around, they're screaming, they're crying, that sort of thing. Demons never cry. Demons never cry. Oh. I've, been, I've done millions of them. I mean, they, they get angry. They get kind of irritated that they're going to go to the pit. But they, so if you see tears, you're not dealing with a demon. You're dealing with either the core person or a wounded part of them, mm-hmm. the flesh. Oh, wow. That, you know what? That's really good to know that demons never cry. So if you're doing a deliverance session on someone and they're crying, that's that person being yes. healed on the inside. Well, they may not be getting healed. The demon oh. may be just tormenting a wound. Right. So you could, if you don't know whether it's demon or not, you can ask one question. Are you spirit or flesh? Mm. And then if you, the demons normally pushed up a little wounded part. And if you're mm-hmm. talking to a, a wounded part, it'll say, well, I'm uh, it'll say, I don't know, or it'll say I'm flesh. It, it doesn't know. It's a five-year-old little child part. Right. But if it's a demon, he'll say, oh, I'm spirit. He'll let mm-hmm. you know right now. He'll so, tell you straight up. Oh, he's so proud. That's why Satan fell because of pride. Pride. Yep. So watch the, watch the uh, videos, watch them in order. It'll all make sense. Um, Satan's army of demons is, is trained. They, they're trained. They know the mm-hmm. rules. They have deployed. They're deployed. They're out doing their work and they're engaging. And so I applaud all of you that are, that are looking at getting some training because you're going you're gonna to deploy and you're going to. Amen get- to that. That's right. Because, you know, uh, chapter six in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter six, that entire chapter outlines the whole uh, strategy of the enemy, the army of the enemy. And also outlines the armor of God. So I encourage everyone listening right now to read Ephesians chapter six and meditate on that chapter because God gives us the keys to that order, which is right in alignment with Dr. Scott is is sharing right now. We're willfully untrained. Yep. And that's why we see the problems that we do right now in our culture, because the church is has been ignorant or they've just sat silent. They haven't done anything. We've been lazy as a church. And so here we have it. Now we have a country that's in disarray because the church has compromised and not become the army of trainers that we need to be. And so that's why this training that you're doing, I feel is very important um, for people to learn how to do for themselves so they can help other people. Thank you, Joanna. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just wounds and demons, folks. Don't don't get overcomplicated with the stuff. The, the torment comes from wounds being tormented. So yeah. get the wounds healed up, kick them out of there. Yeah. Share your website again uh, for those who are just tuning in. Deliverancetraining.net and innerhealinganddeliverance.org. That's where the free ones are. So go there and call me. Awesome. Well, why don't we go into a little bit of prayer time? Um, before we do, any final thoughts that you'd like to share um, today? 
again, it's like we talked in the last one. This this ministry isn't just for Jesus, not pastors. It's for everybody. Jesus. One of the things Jesus died to do is give you the authority that he has. You have all authority. He's given it to you. Use it. Amen to that. That's it. Do it. Just do it. Well, why don't we go into some prayer time and uh, why don't you start and okay. I'll finish. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I just lift this this uh, audience of warriors and I thank you for their hearts, Jesus, that they would have the same heart that you do to preach the good news, to heal the brokenhearted and set the captives free. Lord, we, we know that uh, it's your authority that makes the demons go. It's you that's healing the people. All we are doing is holding their hand and loving on them like you do. I ask your Holy Spirit to guide them to wounded and hurting people and for, for you to be glorified, Jesus, through it all. And we praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, Lord. And Father, I pray now that um, as they're listening to this podcast, as they go to the training, Lord, our listeners, that, that now you would highlight to them within themselves, make them aware of their own wounds that might be deeply hidden, Lord. So I pray for those things to be uncovered. I pray, Lord, for their deep wells to be exposed so that you, Lord, can come in and bring that healing and bring the freedom and the deliverance so that they can be these amazing warriors that you have created us to be. Lord, you've created us to be warriors. And by your stripes, Lord Jesus, we are healed. You paid that price. And so we have all authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. And Lord, where the enemy has been lying to us, I pray that every lie would be unraveled in the name of Jesus. I pray that every blindness and deafness would be broken and removed in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I ask that you would just set your fire within every heart right now listening that you would loose your fire to burn within their heart lord god and i thank you that every chain has to fall off it has to break off and i thank you lord that we are in charge of our destiny we are in charge of that healing and that healing is ours you paid the price for that so lord i thank you now for equipping the saints for the work of the gospel to cast out the devils to heal the sick to lay hands and to command the dead to rise, Lord God. So Lord, begin to move us as a body of Christ into that a power, into that authority and help us to take that rightful position as what you tell us to do in Ephesians chapter six. And I pray now, Lord God, that you begin to open our eyes and give us a spirit of revelation on how to wield the armor of God, that helmet of salvation, that breastplate of righteousness that shield of faith, that belt of truth buckled around their waist, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, sharper than a double-edged sword, and the gospel of peace fitted upon our feet, Lord. That is our promise. And so now we claim those promises. We choose to believe those promises, Lord. And we say yes to you. And I thank you now, Lord, for taking our hand and guiding us by the power of the Holy Spirit, and if you don't know Jesus today, then I want to invite you to say this prayer. Just repeat after me. If you know you've been tormented, you know you need healing, you know you're in a bad place, then now's the time to ask Jesus into your heart. This is your moment right now. So just repeat after me. Just say, Jesus, come into my heart. I know I messed up and I've sinned. Now I ask you to change me 
and transform me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Forgive me and put a love in my heart that I've never known for you. I choose to make you king in my life. In Jesus' name. So if that was you, I want to invite you to send us an email um, and let us know. And we've got resources. You can also go to virtualchurchmedia.com and download the mobile app. And there's all kinds of free resources there for you, uh, from teachings to videos. And I encourage you to go to Dr. Scott's uh, website. Tell him this website again, Dr. Scott. Deliverancetraining.net and innerhealinganddeliverance.org. Amen. So amen. And so I want to thank you for being on the show today. This was awesome. For those of you uh, who heard the show, please uh, share it with your friends so they can be helped set free as well. So I bless everyone listening. I bless you, Dr. Scott, and we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Thank you for listening to Reveal the Diamond Within podcast. If you're blessed by today's message, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Help us spread the gospel. Visit me at virtualchurchmedia.com. God bless you, and we'll see you in the next session.